When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I will always love you. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Discourse, the show where we discuss film news, film reviews, and anything else in the cultural zeitgeist that we feel the need to weigh in on. I'm Ryan Oliver, and today with me, um, for the first time, I think since we've rebranded to The Discourse from The Playlist Podcast, it's our editor-in-chief, Rodrigo Perez. Welcome to the newly vamped uh, Discourse Podcast. Yeah, it's cool that you guys you guys changed and did your own thing, and, and now I'm finally back. <laughs> it's, it, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, before we get into the show proper, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as usual, this show is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, so if you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe to us via your podcatcher of choice, be it Anchor FM, be it Stitcher, be it iTunes, uh, Spotify, however you get your shows, and you'll get this show as well as our other programs including The Fourth Wall, Be Real, Indie Beat, and the other various things that pop up on our feed from time to time. Uh, but without further ado, let's just get in the meat of it. Um, we kind of called this like an emergency podcast, uh, and we were actually gonna re- <laughs> and we were actually going to record it last night. And I'm kind of glad we didn't because a lot of stuff has happened in the interim. And if you've already clicked on this podcast link, uh, whether you did it on the playlist.net or your podcast of choice, you already know what we are about to discuss. We are going to be talking strictly about the fallout between Marvel Studios and Sony regarding Spider-Man. Um, for those who aren't aware, the deal that allowed Spider-Man to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was, was that... Uh, at least for the Spider-Man Homecoming and um, the most recent one, Spider-Man Far From Home, is that Marvel Studios would produce the films, but Sony would put up the budget. Uh, Disney would get 5% of every dollar earned plus merchandising. Sony would get the rest. Um, A report came out that Disney wanted more. They wanted um, a 50-50 split, uh, which is, I guess, not unreasonable, um, given the amount of creative input that went into the films. So that, but that also meant putting up fifty percent of the budget as well, and then they would split the profits. Um, Sony declined that. They counteroffered. Thus far, we don't know what the counteroffer was, uh, and then Disney straight up declined that. And so there's been a fallout that, uh, thus far, that there will be no more Spider-Man films produced under Marvel Studios. Um, I'm way behind, admittedly, so I'm going to pass the ball to you, Rodrigo, because I know you've been keeping up with the story much more than I have. But at least the last thing I heard, um, and this was a report that came out uh, yesterday evening uh, as we were recording this, uh, that Sony sort of uh, sort of laid it at Disney's feet, and they said they were disappointed that Feige would no longer be creatively involved with the film. Said that you know they hoped that might change in the future, but understand the new responsibilities that Disney has given him. Um, you know, most likely with the next phase of their films, uh, including the inevitable but 
you know, will be a while integration of the Fox characters they've inherited. But I'm just going to go ahead and pass it to you because there's been more to the story than uh, than I've been able to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot there's a lot of uh, uh, detail that you gave there. But the short end, end of it is, is Sony and, and Marvel are, are, are divorcing or seemingly divorcing. And I would just like to say that, like, you know, emergency is a pretty relative term. It's not like, you know, like any of us were were, were doing the, the Meryl Streep big little lies scream when we heard the news <laughs> or anything like, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I don't think any of us like panicked and fell to the floor and, and screamed at the sky or anything. But, you know, it's like kind of big news. So just to couch that a little bit. Sure. Uh, 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 yeah. So like, you know, these two companies are in in the middle of a divorce. You're trying to split. And it's 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 a big fucking story because it's fucking Marvel and it's Spider-Man. And and this is like like a, a, a big, big news. And, and 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 obviously it's created these sort of like sort of shockwaves within the industry because I mean, everybody seems to really love um, this iteration of Spider-Man. He seems to be well adored, you know, he seems to be well adored within the MCU. Um, the way that the, the films are sort of glued together now seems like extricating themselves from each narrative would be fairly difficult. Um, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that like on a creative level, this makes no sense but it's not a creative decision. It's a, it's a business decision. And I think people need to remember that. Um, it's, it's a business decision, plain and simple. I, I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reductive takes out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I would think that to me, um, one of my goals, who I guess when talking about it is to sort of like try and stay away from that and sort of frame it, give a big picture of, of context and and sort of show that like I don't really know if there's really villains in this narrative, and a lot of people are trying to play like do a blame game, and to me it's just sort of like business and corporate politics, and it's just like how these things work, and I, no one's trying to fuck over the fans, no one's trying to hurt <laughs> anyone, uh, you know I know everybody like loves Feige and thinks he's God and everybody thinks Tom Rothman is evil and this is all him. And I've heard so many conspiracy theories and so many reductive takes. And it's just like, breathe, take a second, try and read between the lines of stories uh, of what's going on. Um, it, you know, this all came together. I believe it was in 2014 or 2015. Um, you know, apparently it, uh, the deal that a Amy Pascal, then the head of Sony and Kevin Feige put together was apparently pretty like slapped together and short. It's only like four or five page agreement. Um, it's not super highly detailed. It's sort of unprecedented. And they were just like, apparently Feige, Pascal came in for some meeting with him and pitched something else. They didn't say what it was. But he countered with, like, I'll do you one better. And, like, you know, not why Gamora, but, like, let's do, like, you know, Spider-Man within the MCU. And she was like, holy shit, what? And conversations started from there. And and then finally, you know, there's so much misinformation. Like, like people are saying, like, well, you know, this is Sony's decision. This is Marvel's decision. They came to this together. They decided this together. And, and then they were like, well, let's cast someone. And Sony's putting, like, look, Marvel has sort of the creative say – but it's like 
Sony puts the movie out. So like, it's not like I heard someone say today that like, you know, Tom Holland was not Sony's choice. I don't know if those things are true. Like they came together on like collective decisions. They did casting together and yes, they did screen tests with people in civil war, but because that was Spider-Man's first movie. So it was his first appearance in the MCU. So they had to screen test with someone and something. Right. Absolutely. So they, so they screen tested with Cap and people like that in Civil War and Tom Holland finally won the role because that's who they decided ultimately who they were going to do. And it's not like Sony's going to be like, well, you're going to decide this Marvel and, and we don't like it, but we'll go with it. Like It just doesn't work that way, you know? No. Um, so anyhow, uh, you know, blah, blah, that was struck back then. But things have like long story sort of thing. Things have really changed. Right. It's very different now. 2014 2015 civil war um when this first started i think it was 2014 and we were still in marvel phase two i think when it first started and things were still you know like it wasn't quite the same thing you know there were still things like thor too that people were like that made a lot of money yeah but people weren't completely convinced of and things and uh you know it, it and, and now it's a just a different world and you've got i don't think people really uh, understand how Disney Plus and Fox is going to change everything. Yes. Part of Sony's party Sony's narrative is that uh, Feige's too or Feige, Feige's too busy. That's part of the statement. If you read that right, mm-hmm. correct. And people like and people like that's bullshit. It's about money. Yeah. Well, t- busyness equals time. Time equals money. It's all the same fucking thing. This to me, and having read all these reports, this. It's all instigated by Alan Horn and Disney. Mm-hmm. It is not, and I don't mean that as a, oh, they're the big bad guys in this situation. It comes, it, it starts with them being like, okay, you know, we've got a new world order going on here, right? We've got Disney Plus, and we have to have fucking content for Disney Plus, and we have to have all this shit for Disney Plus. We saw that at Comic Con. There were as, as many Disney Plus series. Um, announced as there were films. Yep, there were five, been... five and five a piece. Right, five yep. and five, right. So just as many that shows you Disney Plus is a massive priority. Disney Plus is gonna is, is meant to be Disney's Netflix. So it's a gigantic, and they want it to be competitive, and they want it to be into uh, Netflix's business. They're going in hard on this. So this is a very corporate, gigantic corporate priority for this company, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to fill those things. So... Feige has not only five movies, now he's got five more shows to deal with, right? So his bandwidth has gone – It was prob- he was already probably maxed out. His bandwidth is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So he, he his time is valuable and he is busy. And not only that, we've got a narrative. What's going on right now? We've got a narrative that – I mean it's a short-sighted and short-term narrative that doesn't make a lot of sense. But the fact is – it, it's getting a lot of traction, and that narrative is, uh-oh, Disney bought Fox, and Dark Phoenix sucked, and it lost money, and what did Disney do with this with this purchase, this billion-dollar purchase, or how many billions it cost, and they bought a turkey. That's the, the most short-sighted narrative in the world, but again, it's created traction, it's made a lot of headlines, um, it's, it's affected stocks. Um, did, uh, Alan, uh, Bob Augers had to talk about it in some of his... Uh, his uh, quarterly uh, shareholder meetings and stuff like that. And so that's part of it. So then what we're, what we're getting at is that like, okay, so there's added pressure, right? 
mm-hmm. to this company because they bought this billion dollar thing and it's not performing. Of course, it's not going to perform at first, but whatever. Like that, this is the way these narratives form. Disney is playing the long game here. They didn't buy Fox to become profitable about all this shit in the first six months. That's not going to happen. Probably not even the first year. The idea is to buy a wealth of IP that you roll out over years and and helps something like Disney Plus, the 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 which is part of the reason they bought Fox in the first place is to buy is to, is to you get this IP and it helps Disney Plus become a juggernaut in the marketplace, right? Yes, absolutely. So this is this stuff is all interconnected. It's like. And the thing is, people – I don't know if people understand that like if there was no Disney Fox, Disney Plus and Fox, we might not be having this conversation because nothing would have changed. Right, right because this, Feige would have had the continued bandwidth. He wouldn't have been – right. you know, he would not this, be creating all this content. Yes, correct. Correct. This is what – that the impetus for all this stuff is Disney Plus and Fox. That has been a seismic shift at Disney, and it's a corporate priority, and it's a corporate seismic kind of like, what are we going to do with this thing? We need to fill buckets. We need to fill content. This needs to be a major enterprise in our portfolio. So, okay, that creates a big fucking seismic thing within Disney. Disney, And then Alan Horn starts looking at, okay, Kevin Feige is one of my employees at Disney. He's a part of Marvel, obviously, which is one of many, but it makes a lot of fucking money. And this is one guy who's in charge of all these things, and now he's doing basically double the work, and he's probably got, like, another – uh, you know, we've seen whatever we've seen announced, and and also just wait till this weekend when Disney, uh, when more Disney Plus shows, uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows are announced, uh, D23, oh, when God, more yeah. stuff is announced, and when Phase Five, which is already done and not revealed, is announced, and then years of Fox stuff which is going to be in development and meeting after meeting after meeting that, that he needs to be involved in with these things to get those things. Fantastic four has to come. X-Men has to come all those things. And those, and the, the million quadrants of the, the slices of X-Men where there's a million different things in there, Deadpool, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This guy's got so much on his plate and it's time equals money and bandwidth. And then Alan Horn, when he's m- m- number crunching and trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with this guy's fucking time? And like this guy, the value on this time is like, I'm, imagine you could like put a, a dollar value on Kevin Feige's hourly time, like how much <laughs> that must fucking cost. Yeah. That's like outrageous. Right. And so it's like, when you start putting this all together, you start going like, huh, I just did, I don't know, timesheets or something this year, right? I looked at your your yearly timesheets for the last, you know, calendar year and uh oh, you spent uh in total 2.1 2 months and 3 weeks on Spider-Man Homecoming, something that we don't really profit from. Eh, eh, alarms go off, ding 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 ding, right? You got so your bandwidth just increased. You just like have a zillion more like this is simple return on investment sort of thing that that you or I would do at a company when someone's trying to analyze something, right? It's like you're spending time on this and it's not creating like traffic or content or 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 dollars or whatever it is, right? So it comes down to that. It's basic stuff of that like you spent 2 months or however much it is a year and for all that stuff that we produced, we only got as the part of the Sony deal like 5% or whatever it is, right? So you're putting in time value of, of your valuable 
very, very valuable, invaluable time because you're like so in demand and everybody wants a piece of him and he's so part of these creative decisions and he's giving like a certain percentage of that time, whatever it is, 25% a year, blah, 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 to another company, to another character that is not theirs. I mean, like Marvel, Sony is, but but, but he's not because because they don't own him. So it's effectively not their character. So he's spending some time on someone else's movie. And they're not seeing a profit for it. So there, the profit margin and everything just goes out of whack, right? Absolutely. It's simple. Like you said, it's simple math. Like, it's right. like we've, we've, you, you and I have worked places where it's like, hey, nothing's happening for this project. No traction's happening from it. Right. We're right. going to pull the Why are we doing it? it? Yeah, yeah, why are why, we doing it? Why, do we put, why are we putting time and investment and manpower and hours into this? Why are we developing this? Who hasn't – I mean, maybe these listeners haven't, but you and I have worked on projects where it's been going on for months – and then someone pulls a plug before it even happens or six months into something that's supposed to be a five-year project, it gets pulled or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's these things that happen. People analyze things. They see the, the return on investment. They, 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 you know, Sometimes you just pull the plug and that just happens. And so what happens here is the whole plan of Sony has changed because we've got this whole other thing with Disney Plus and Fox. So this whole impetus is a Disney thing, right? And then Disney goes, okay, well – you know, Alan Horn probably goes, hey, Kevin, you know, in our weekly Monday meeting or whatever it is, I want to bring something up to you. And by the way, did you know that you were spending X amount of time and blah, 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 blah. He doesn't even need, need to say anything more. And Kevin goes, right, shit. Okay, I know what you're going to say. But we really, really need Spider-Man. Like, I'm telling you, I have big plans for him. I really want to keep doing stuff. You know, we already set him up as as the new Tony Stark. Like, you know, like, I, I need this guy. And then Kevin and then Alan Horn goes, OK, I get that. He's important to you. He's integral to you. Um, but, you know, you know, your time is valuable. So if we're going to do this and we're continue to do this, I think we have to we have to be able to you know, in good conscious, in good business conscious, put a value on your time and therefore essentially charge Sony for what they're doing. And and so, you know, to make this fair, we'll we'll split the the cost of making the movie with them, but we'll propose that we split the cost and we get fifty percent of the profits because you're making these movies and you're spending all this time on them and we need to see show some sort of return there on that investment. Right. As in your time. And that's where it all happens. So I don't know. Is that a bad is is, is Alan Horn a bad guy? Is he a villain? Da da da. No. No. So the plot continues. Right. So then they go to Sony. They propose this stuff. And Sony, very rightfully, who have made 95 percent of the profits to say, no, thank you. We do not want to lose. We don't want to start. We don't want to go back to making like like 45% of the profits or whatever, like what is the, the, the proposed the 50, 50 split or whatever. And, and so, so like, no, I'm sorry. We don't like, they've made that call that, you know, we would rather take our chances and take 100% of 800 million rather than splitting uh, 50% of 1.1 billion or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like that. It's just simple fucking math. And there's no way any, like you can call Tom Rothman every name in the book that you want to say, and you can cry about it. And Sony's doing this and that, but it creatively, it has nothing. To, and, and, and I know it sucks. Everybody who loves Spider-Man and, and Marvel, like, yeah, but it's not about that. It's about being like, Hey, are you willing to give up your profits in half? Look, we have all this other stuff and he's busy. Hey, they're going to go, look, I totally understand your dilemma, but sorry, like we're just not doing that. No person in their right, no company, no multi-million dollar company in the world is going to go for that. No. So we have a total impasse. And to me, 
it's one that's 100% understandable. Like I totally get Disney's position and I totally sympathize with them and I totally sympathize with Sony because there's no way you could you could role reverse. You could have Kevin Feige working for uh, 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 Sony. He's going to make the same call. There's no way they're going to agree to that, right? So Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so, you pretty much took like a lot of what I was gonna say, but that's, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's it, it. It's a simple business decision, and that's kind of yeah. that's mostly what I've been feeling about this entire deal is the standpoint right. of like, right. it's it's nothing personal. It's business. Right. Neither team is sh- shitting on your fandom. Like right. it's it's an unreason or it's a reasonable decision for both parties. And, yeah, on a yeah. business level, it's totally understandable and totally reasonable. And yes, each party realizes that this fucking sucks creatively. Absolutely, every, there, there's no way that either like both sides are probably like fuck. But at the same time, they have a responsibility and obligation to the companies that they work for. So there's no way that Sony's going to like lose half the profits. And there's no way that after seeing what, you know, Kevin Feige has to do that they're going to say, you're just going to essentially do this for, and not have any sort of compensation. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the other thing too, they have to look at is like neither, like both of them, uh, like, yes, it's a, it's a terrible, bad, like, like creatively they're like, this both sucks. But at the same time, there's like there's got to be contingency plans in place. Like Kevin Feige and his team are sitting there going like, okay, this stinks. We had all these big plans, but look at all these other characters we have in our arsenal. Absolutely, look they at have all a of zillion this. things. They have a yeah. zillion things. They could pivot. Spider Man a little bit more complicated from Sony's side because so much of those last couple movies were so intertwined in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you're going to continue, but at the same we time, have something we have a Venom movie that's incredibly successful now. Yes, and an Oscar, a, <laughs> and, and an Oscar for their Spider Verse movie, mm-hmm. and and and, the- and a Mor- Mobius or Morbius or whatever that fucking character, the vampire thing coming up. Mm-hmm. They are back on their feet now, right? Yeah, and so, also one thing I do want to mention that, that people mm. don't talk about because we're talking about films specifically, but the PlayStation Four game that came out last year that they produced, right. which was a it, gigantic hit, right? and the movie, and yes, and the game is awesome. Like, and the story of the game is awesome. So it's like Spider Man is, you know, no pun intended, in full swing for Sony right now. Like, it is yeah, as popular totally. as ever. It is yep. kicking ass. Like, it is. They are making mostly creatively sound decisions. Um, or at least like, and financially sound ones, like say whatever you want about Venom as a movie, but that movie crushed at the box office and they're already planning for the sequel. You know, I haven't seen Andy Serkis's previous movie, so I can't comment, but it's very clear that they're like, Hey, you know, if we want to continue to keep this money train rolling, it has to be up to some sort of level of quality because we realized we probably kind of biffed it a little bit on the last one. We got lucky. So we're going to try and, and factor that into play. So it's like, yeah, they're like, why? Like you said, and I think Scott Mendelson at Forbes pointed this out. Also, they would rather take a hundred percent between eight hundred and nine hundred million than half of yep. like one point two billion. And it's just numbers. It's just simple yep. math. Absolutely. And you know what? When it comes to that, they're going to say that sucks. But sorry, we're going to take our chances because of exactly what you just said. And then they're going to go, hey, each company is going to go. Well, okay look, hey, you know, we've got Venom now. We've got another character coming. We've got all this other plans that we've been doing. We've been thinking about, you know, we have Spider, we have Spider-Verse. That's going to be a whole, that could be a whole franchise into itself. That could spin off in six different ways. Every one of those characters could get their own movie, blah, blah, blah. Like Spider-Man seems 
fairly healthy and the and Marvel helped get get it back on its feet. And then you go, okay, so what happens next? It's like, well, look, I don't care what anyone says. Tom Holland is going to be around for the next one. You know, maybe the mm-hmm. director is not, but Tom Holland is essentially contracted in some kind of way. He's going to be he's going to be part of the I mean, there's a lot of conflicting reports. And I think one of the most recent ones tonight has said the opposite. But basically, he was signed up for three Spider-Man films. So he's done two. He's got one more. And then Deadline even suggested there was uh, an extension made and the fourth one down. So there, at one point, it was it was sort of suggested that there's at least two more Spider-Man movies coming. Another report has sort of said maybe not so, but uh, look, Tom Holland's going to be back. And so then you go, okay, well, what happens? You know, this is how are you supposed to do this? It's not really that hard because <laughs> when you think about it, the next movie, let's say I, I have to make a movie, uh, you hand that to me. And I think about, okay, what's that story about? It's about Peter Parker and the fallout of his identity, right? The, yes. What happens at the end of the movie? He gets doxxed. We get to find out J. Jonah Jameson, all that stuff, the, the Daily Bugle. It's, it's very Infowars. And that's the movie. It's the, essentially like the aftermath of that, who he becomes. He's, he's, he's revealed to the world his identity, how he deals with that. That's the emotional backstory, right? Because it's always like, what's the – and then who's the villain, right? So you've got a villain which complicates his story. And <laughs> excuse me. There's the whole uh, dealing with it, you know, being doxxed and, and how that warps and perverts his world, throws his world upside down. His, his aunt, what does it do to his family? Does he have to leave school? Does he have, you know, it totally disrupts his life. Does he have to go on the run? Does it like think about all these things? And none of that ever has to include a one one single Marvel character. You know what I mean? No, it like, doesn't. There's, there's no need. Like it could just be his life is disrupted and he has to leave Queens or something. I don't know. He leaves high school. Think about all the ramifications that that can do. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like him and his aunt go on the run or something. I don't know. They're like like life is totally turned upside down. Right. And that's it. It's about that. And then there's a villain who somehow becomes integrated in that story. And what, what does that have to do with Shield? Shield has nothing to do with it. If you had that possibility, you would use it. Sure, you would. You would go. Uh, narratively, you would say, okay, well, who can help Spider-Man in this situation? Okay, he would turn to Shield. He would turn to X, Y, and Z person. But none of that stuff's available to you. So you just write it out of the picture. And it doesn't. And and it's like. It's not like it doesn't exist. It's just not mentioned anymore, right? And so he goes on. Whatever happens, he deals with this emotional stuff, and there's just no support. Like people's – yes, the MCU is really integrated in this thing because it is available to people, and it gives them more options of storytelling. But essentially, it's still the story of Peter Parker, right? And and the, and the challenges that he faces both literally and figuratively and physically and mentally and emotionally, that's his story. And that can 100% be told without Marvel. Absolutely. Um, And plus they have like, you know, they still have such a a wealth of characters villain wise. You know, you want to talk about this effect to them. Like, hell, make make a Escape from New York or a Warriors starring Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, and you have all these villains come into the fray. Yeah. 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 What if there's a whole hunt for him? Yeah, exactly. Everybody comes out of the woodwork for him now because they know who he is. Or whatever it is, and or or I don't know. So he goes to work for Oscorp because, like, you know, well, I, well hey, I, I'm going to use it to my benefit. I'm Peter Parker, and I'm a genius, and you know, I'm pretty fucking smart for my age. And I created half this stuff, and sure, Stark did too. But look, I'm really smart, so I'm going to get a job at Oscorp. And who turns into? There's just a million ways this can go. It's not that hard. So 
and 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 then the, whatever the MCU like. I mean, yes, there's some stuff to figure out. Like, are they allowed to mention it? Are they allowed to talk? Someone does he does, he, does his, his his Iron Man, Spider Man, Iron whatever costume does that sort of disappear and all of a sudden they don't mention it or whatever? Okay, some others. Yeah, there's some logistical stuff to deal with, but you can deal with it. It's not that hard. It can happen. And if Sony feels good enough, they can just go, let's go and do this. And then so then there's the story of, OK, well, well, the director, look, they can make this movie, but without anybody. And there's like, oh, you know, John Watts is is not contracted for the next film. Well, you know what? John Watts was not contracted for the next film on Monday before this became a story. But he's optioned because that's the way these things work. So they have an option on him. And when the time comes that these things are coming together, they go, hey, we would like to work with you again. Would you like to work with us? Great. Let's go. Okay. And this option turns into a contract and then he's hired and then they go on. And so that's how they work. So when people like freaking out, like John Watts is not, is not, you know, there's, he doesn't have a contract. He didn't have one before any of this became uh, 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 a big stink anyhow. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, some, and, and Sony or whoever it is, or Disney has been thrown into the mix that like, Oh, well, you know, he's not contracted. And now, now the situation's up and a lot of people want to hire him. And so they're trying to complicate the situation, right. Trying to suggest that like, Oh, you could lose John Watts. But at the end of the day, first of all, frankly, I, I I'm sure he, he enjoys Marvel and all that stuff. But if I'm John Watts, I want to finish that trilogy. I want to finish that story. If like as long as I'm uh, I'm told that like you know it's not going to be a massive different change and Sony's going to fuck with it and I still get my creative control and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, so I'm telling the story about Peter Parker. I'm not telling the story about Kevin Feige. So I'm okay with going on without this. You know, sure there's some things that are going to make it a little bit more complicated and it sucks that I don't have some MCU stuff to lean on, but that was just kind of fun stuff because you had it and you could use it. You know, absolutely. It was like it was like the toolbox in the playgrounds. Like I can I can be colorful and fun and, and use my 64 crayons because I have them. But I also am an, I, I, I know my fundamentals. I know my building blocks and I can still tell the story with 20 uh, crayons too. You know, yeah, I was just I don't about need, to say, I don't like, need 64. You still have a lot of crayons at your disposal to tell the story, you know? Yeah, you don't, you don't absolutely. Have to use all of them. Yeah. So there you go and boom and they're done and they go on and they can do it. Marvel, like slightly trickier. They just sort of have to like, I don't know, in a way even less because it's like okay we just don't mention the guy he just maybe we're allowed to say he took off or whatever he's just not part of the avengers anymore he never really was anyhow because all he ever does was like he just kind of kind of got glommed into in into the infinity war sort of end game uh adventure but it's not like he was uh, like at a tower it's not like all of a sudden he's like missing the next day and like hey where's his bedroom where did he go or something you know what i mean it's like totally different thing so it's pretty easy it's, to write like, him out of it, to be honest. Totally. Like, like it, yeah. it'll stink, but it's just like, yeah, it's it's not hard because most of his interaction was with Stark. And then if you look at the end of that right. movie, and, and Stark is gone now. So exactly. It's like, there's not. There's, there's. It's like, yeah, that one big connection that makes it odd is gone. Sure, there's Happy Hogan, but whatever. Happy Hogan had to go get a life or whatever. Da 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 da. And like, it's like. I know it's difficult, but it can be done. Yeah. Any of these things can be done if they want to be done. So now it's like. But then it's like you roll back. Okay, look. At the end of the day, it it I it's weird. Like because I, I think a lot of people are are, are assuming that like look, there's going to be a lot of money left on the table, and they will come to a deal eventually. I'm a little bit more skeptical about that. Me I, too. Like, we've outlined a lot of reasons why uh, uh, um, they don't need to do this, and they could just go on their own. And frankly. This was always going to come to an end at some point, I think. 
Yeah, it, I, I it think, was never going to I think this stay. was inevitable. I mean, it was supposed to be three pictures uh, and, and three appearances. Uh, so they did that. They did Civil War and uh, Infinity War Endgame and then three and then, you know, this third movie is obviously falling apart. I mean, they could have re-upped it again, but I, it always felt to me that it was going to end at some point. And it, it always felt to me that, you know, Amy Pascal and folks like that were like, OK, you know, you build them up and make them great, but then we'll bring them back and we'll do Venom and shit like that. And we'll team them up with that. Like, that's how it always seemed to me that they would eventually do that. And now they can go, well, thanks for building them up. And, and make him great again. We got to go. Bye. We'll, you know, we'll take our chances. So uh, uh, people will get pissed at that and people get really angry at it. But it's it, uh, that decision is based on money ultimately, because I don't if, if this deal wasn't changed, everybody would be happy to continue with it as it was. Agreed. And then one thing I would like, I, I've also been kind of mulling over that I would like at least to mention for people who are bummed about yeah. it creatively, um, objectively speaking, I guess like zeitgeist wise, how people feel about these particular properties. Uh, like think of the people are thinking that Sony's going to fuck it up and do all this stuff. Well, you know what? People can change. People can learn from their lessons. You know what other studio are screwing up their comic book property and then finally got their shit together. Warner brothers in DC. And they, like, for all intents and purposes, people have been on board this last crop of movies they've made. They've been on board Wonder Woman. They've been on board Aquaman. They've been on board Shazam. People are enjoying these movies, and they're not miserable to sit through. They've learned the lesson from the movies that didn't work. So, you know what, I like, for people thinking the sky is falling, I don't think it is. And you've already laid out pretty, pretty succinctly that it's like... John Watts has the option to come back. Tom Holland's likely going to come back. They will mostly have the same creative team minus Feige. And, you know, okay, cool. They don't have to mention some Marvel characters, but they can work without it. Almost every thread at the end of Far From Home could easily, you could easily pivot out of it. Like almost every single way that movie ends, there's there's a way out of it. So I, I just... Oh, you know, totally. I, and there's no reason to include any... And if they don't want to, you can just like, you know, that the story has ended in terms of like... Uh, you could think it. Look, the Stark story ended, the Shield story ended, mm-hmm. and the Happy Hogan story ended. And yep. what's left? What What are you really left with? Is the Peter Parker story exactly? Right? And did and the we, Shield story? And did the Shield story even really happen? Because we learned from the final post credit sequence of that movie that it wasn't right. really Shield. So yeah, you know, it's a very easy way out of it. Um, I yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. agree. And and look, like I don't, I don't particularly want this. I would love to burn this day. I enjoy that stuff. Sure. I think it's really cool. I think Far From Home was really great. I think the MCU textures is really fun and makes those films really delightful. And there's a lot of like really cool things. But I think they can go on. They they can survive. They can do it. And uh, I would rather it stick around uh, if if only for my children who really like seeing all that stuff. And my son really loves Spider Man and loves him in the in the mcu and and I, I, like i haven't like been mindful of not saying anything to my kids because i think they'd be like oh what you know like fuck. <laughs> but but uh um yeah i mean i don't know I, to me it's it i can see where the domino effect of everything happened i understand why that happened it's business these things happen and and i don't know i mean i, I think uh, a lot of people are a lot of people assume that they're going to come together on this, but it's going to, it's it, to, for that to happen. They're going to have to come to a lot of concession, both people, and they're both going to be have to willing to do that. And part of that is going to have to go right back to, to Disney and horn and being like, well, we wanted 50% of it because that's how much we valued Kevin's time. And that's going to mean them going, 
all right, well, we're going to have to compromise to a way that we're not going to get what we feel is Kevin, the value of Kevin's time. Are they willing to do that, considering that they have dozens and dozens and dozens of other characters to do, uh, to deal with and put up and get up on their way? And they have someone like Alan Horn and Bob Iger looking at their phone, their 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 watch and and tapping it and looking at Kevin and being like, dude. We got to get the stuff on the road. We got to get it going, and we have to feed the beast of Disney Plus. And you know what I mean. So, are they willing to do that? There's that, and then there's the end of Sony. Like, what are they willing to compromise on? What are they willing to like swallow? You know. So I don't know. I don't know. Everybody I've talked to is is very much about that. that uh, they think that that uh, they'll come to a deal, but I'm. I don't know. And then Sony's in a good spot right now. You know, and and maybe it's premature because Venom was shitty, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um. Uh, and 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 it's a fluke that it made money, but uh, uh, and it didn't make that much money domestically. I think it made just over two hundred or something like that. Yeah, but for, and, for a and movie made that was made its... like ninety million, I think, or was made yep. for like it was made yep. cheaper than a lot of these are for yeah, sure. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So no, I, I mean it is definitely yeah. a fluke for sure, but it it's still They're, a yeah. win. It's given them confidence and maybe like false confidence, but you know, that's how you, that's how you operate too, right? You gotta have, you can't be operating from a position of, of, of weakness, right? You gotta, you gotta you operate from a position of strength and, and, and uh, assume confidence and assume that like, look, it's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. Doesn't matter. Like it was great having Marvel. That stuff was cute, but we can do it on our own because we do produce our own movies and we've been doing this for a long time and, you know, so I don't know. I, I see so many people like pointing finger at uh, Tom Rothman and, and saying he's the bad guy here and he's an asshole. And I'm like, what, wh- where did in any of this explanation did does the, does it sound like Tom Rothman's being the asshole here? I know he's got a legacy that people don't seem to like from from Fox and stuff. And and you know, I think admittedly he's probably made some mistakes and he certainly he's not a fan. Like a lot of fanboys don't like him, but there's a reason why you know, Sony hired him. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have something, right. I mean, to be able to be in that sort of position of power. So it's, it's by the end of the day, it just, yeah, it's, it's a business decision by the end of the day. I mean, that's, that's what we've been saying for, for 30 minutes and a little over that. And I just, just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much in that same skeptical boat as you, where it's just like, I, I don't, I don't see that agreement happening really like maybe it will, but uh, not saying it won't, but I just, I cannot conceivably for all the reasons that we've laid out in, in the past, you know, however long we've been recording this episode that they would come to an agreement because neither yeah, have I, to. I, I wonder, I wonder if it, a lot of these people who sort of, who are very incredibly optimistic about these things have not worked for big companies and, and understood how these things kind of work. Um, could because be the case. To, like yeah cuz like you know for people like you and I this isn't much of a surprise really and and you understand it's just business and i mean for anybody looking at these things analyzing yourselves these things like just divorce yourself emotionally from the story and look at it in in a kind of like like mathematical kind of analytical way and it sort of makes a lot of sense also like look at it as if i propose something to you in your daily day to day that was going to affect your wallet in some way in some sort of decision where you'd probably go, okay, no, fuck that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like like people don't like, it's pretty simple to be like, what if, what if I proposed I was helping you out with this or that and and, and you're going to make 50% less money that you wanted to be, you know, and people would be like, no fucking way. And, and, 
but they somehow can't apply that kind of logic to understanding this situation. Uh, I don't know. The only other thing I would say is that one thing that does not look very good, and it's a small thing, but like in a recent piece that came out tonight, um, it, it's a, a tiny little line, but it really stuck out to me, was that it was saying something that like the people around Sony had to um, mention to, to Rothman that like, look, this, you know, when he was taking over from Amy Pascal, that like, look, this superhero stuff is here to stay and, and, and we need to really put some time and effort into it because there's been a sort of long rumor that that he's been, uh, uh, he doesn't like these movies, he's uh, skeptical about them, and he's never really liked that genre or anything about it. Um, but also he's a businessman. It's like he could hate this stuff and fucking loathe it. It doesn't mean he's not, he's not going to like understand that it's popular and important. You know what I mean? But there was some sort of line about when he was taking about when he, and I think the Hollywood reporter about, you know, some people sort of like, sort of just like reminding him that, that this stuff's important, which it sort of felt like a kind of like, well, duh. And if he needs to be reminded about that, that's kind of not a good look, but at the same time, you know, he's an adult, he's in a businessman. And, and there's, I've heard this sort of thing that, that he hates Kevin Feige and doesn't want to work with him. And like, come on, that's fucking bullshit. He could loathe Kevin Feige's guts. It's not, that would never be a reason why he would be like, okay, we're not going to work with you and Spider-Man and make billions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just ab- absurd and stupid and juvenile. So it's like none of none of how anybody feels about anything matters in, the, in these companies when it like really all that matters is is is, is, is the money. Exactly. You know, that's, just, that's that's just the reality of it. These big multi-billion-dollar corporations are not your friends, and I think people <laughs> forget that. You know, like it's just it's it's a it's a sound business decision first. It's like you know I I hate. Um, I hate ever in any context using the phrase like in film school, they teach you dot, dot, dot. But like when I took production management, even like the foreword of my textbook said, uh, you know, the filmmaking is traditionally a money-making endeavor first and a creative endeavor second, which sad, but very true. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's not personal. And like you said, there's no real villains in the story. Like there's, there's, that's sort of the thesis of this episode is there's no villains here. Just, just a, a decision that needed to be made on both ends and they made it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I you summed it up. <clears throat> I, I don't know what else there is really to say. Um, but I hope people in general, just try and apply some practical reasoning in, into some of these things to try and sort of understand them just if, if not only just for yourself, for your, for your blood pressure, like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> nobody's trying to like hurt your precious Spider-Man. Nobody's trying to hurt your, your precious MCU or whatever it is. It's just, th- th- this all began with a very unorthodox, unprecedented uh, deal that companies generally don't make. Um, and uh, we're seeing, uh, uh, we're seeing the dark side of that in a way that that's been affected because the, a company's priorities have shifted and, and sort of created a domino effect. So I see this as a pretty simple, straightforward thing. Um, I, I see it, the impasse is hard to, hard to, to pass and, and hard, hard to, to, to resolve. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess, but. Um, I think you and I are on the same page about it, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, we, we, you know, 
it's it's hard to say or tell anybody who's listening how they they feel about it but you know it just hopefully if anything comes from this episode that we can sort of contextualize this in a greater sense and you know show people that it's like hey it's again it's really nothing personal and and no one's trying to hurt you you could be mad you could be frustrated it's 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 reasonable but by the end of the day it's just you know the bottom line is what matters and that's that's what they see so um, I don't think I have anything else to to add. What about you? Should we wrap this up? All I would just have to say to our listeners is go out there, get some corporate experience. Like you know, I don't know, intern, temp, uh, get a, 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 a you know entry level position, try and understand this or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm kidding, but like you know, I, there it's not. It's it, none of this is 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 shocking, really. No, no. When you, when you think about it. No, not really. But, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard, it's hard in, in, you know, and that's, you know, why this podcast is called the discourse is like through the discourse, through the discussion, through the, the, you know, rate, uh, rage fueled, uh, you know, just kind of moving through that haze and actually cutting through it and being like, okay, what, what's really at the core here? Well, cool. Thanks, Rodrigo. I know it's late, but I, I appreciate you hopping on and, um, chatting with me about this i feel like we got a really good discussion so um listeners i hope you enjoy as a reminder uh, once again this is a part of the playlist podcast network so if you enjoy this show be sure to subscribe to us via your podcatcher of choice be it stitcher be it uh, anchor fm be it spotify be it itunes and you'll get this show as well as our other programs including be real indie beat the fourth wall and the other various things that pop up on our feed from time to time thank you for listening um, we'll catch you on the next episode and uh, remember, part of the journey is the end. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we end it there. <laughs>